0: Welcome back everybody to pursuing conversation. Uh we're just going to go ahead and get started right with our um opening segment, our Q&A segment. This question was brought to me this past week um that kind of dealt with a little bit of what they heard in a previous podcast of ours and what they've heard um in their own lives and it made a lot of sense to me and it was something that I actually had to think a little bit about um uh, on my answer just cuz it was one of those things that I can't answer for somebody else. So Her question was um, regarding something we said in a previous podcast, saying around the lines of don't see color uh, when you're meeting somebody or assuming something of somebody based off of ideas, beliefs um, that they might have, just simply for the fact that they are brown, white, purple, blue, whatever. And they heard in a, you know, on TV or radio, one of the two that it was a black people talking and they said that they don't want people to not see their color. They want people to acknowledge their color. And so that leaves, you know, white people or people that aren't that same color in a position of how do I respond? I'm hearing somebody like us talk about be colorblind and then I'm hearing somebody like these people on the TV or radio um, a different set of mind like black or mixed or people of color that believe differently in this sense and so my answer for that was first I had to take it in a perspective of how that you know they might feel and why they're thinking that and so for me I think it's a matter of they don't want people to not see the color simply for the fact that they don't want people to shy away from the fact that black is a problem so like don't look at black and for me, I completely understand that I'm in the same boat, you know, they're, they're, I know, and coming from a place that they want people to think that black is beautiful, because it is, and I completely respect and understand that, and I think we both mean the same things when we say those, you know, don't see color, but also see color, and it's very, very confusing, and so I'm going to try to explain why that makes sense that we're both coming from the same place, and so for that, it's pretty much the fact that while well, black is beautiful and you want to see color, just like I related it to women's rights. And, you know, there's feminists that, you know, they don't want to be looked at by men as a female because they don't want to be looked at as an equal. But there's, then there's also females that they want to uh, be looked at as a strong woman and be acknowledged for being a woman. Uh, but they both, I believe, have the same. End goal and agenda with their thoughts and beliefs, and that's basically empowering and equality of women, just like the same way we have. We want to empower and have equal rights as black people. So, like, we want you to acknowledge that yes, we're black, but we also want you to acknowledge that that doesn't mean we love this, we think this, we act this way, and we are all about this. Fill in the blank with whatever you want. Um, so, well at the same time you don't want them so that i guess without believing that our thoughts ideas beliefs culture is all um wrapped around being black and what comes with being black we at the same time don't want you to assume that so with you know not assuming it we also still want you to see that we are black but just not assume i guess if that makes any sense so acknowledge that we're black acknowledge that um, we have uh, equal rights and that we are empowered by being, you know, black. We also don't want you to see only black and everything that, that comes with. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword that's hard to, I guess, put into words why both of those things kind of have equal weight in terms of Our ideas and beliefs and why it's kind of hard to explain especially to people that are trying to learn and better themselves in the area of how do I make black people feel welcomed and loving uh, and and act lovingly towards them and that sort of stuff so that's the best way that I could kind of explain it in my sense of you know why two sides might think differently but at the end of the day it's all I believe tailored still towards one goal. And that is we want to be empowered. We want to have equal rights. We want to not be looked down upon for our color, but we also want people to see our color, that it is beautiful and that there's nothing wrong with being black. Um, and acknowledge
1: that, you know, we can still be different. Mm. And the last thing I want to say about that, cause I think you did a good job is I think that the saying, um, I'm colorblind kind of has a because when it when it's said because i've seen a lot on uh social media of posts of being like i'm not racist i'm colorblind like those that sentence is said is said quite a bit that i that i've seen um mm-hmm. frequently right it's, it's come across my uh feed uh, pretty often and that's always attacked with you know some some backlash of you shouldn't be colorblind like ignoring my skin color isn't the problem or isn't the solution you know what I mean and so I think that's kind of why it has almost a negative connotation to some people not everybody obviously Mm -hmm. so personally I I mean I don't think I've ever advised anybody directly to to be colorblind obviously I look at it as as more of like a saying or you know a quick way to express how you shouldn't um stereotype yeah stereotype and and judge people based on their their skin color so i mean that's that's the way i look at that phrase but it's when that phrase comes up i think is that when a lot of people have an issue with it but i do think you did a good job of going about why i mean everybody has the same goal um if you think you should say it or think you shouldn't say it and their reasonings i mean if they were to sit down and talk it out why they have that um opinion based on that phrase i think they'd come to the same conclusion so yeah, yeah that was a good question I, i'm glad that yeah definitely made ask.
0: me made me think a little bit because at the same time like <clears throat> like we've been saying it's one of those things that they have the same end goal mm-hmm. it's just how it's worded yeah and how confusing it really can be um that i didn't really think about before in terms of why that might be confusing for somebody that's not a person of color to try to analyze and figure out, okay, well then with that, you know, how do I go and take this information that I'm getting from this side and from this side and adapt it to my relationships with people of color to help better those relationships and make them feel like they're my equal and that, um, they can be who they really are outside of, you know, their skin color. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. Great question. Great question. Again, if you guys have uh, any other questions like this that you'd like us to address, we're doing these Q&A sections at the beginning of each podcast. So uh, great one. But yeah, we talked a little bit this week Mm -hmm. um, just about different experiences that we've had in our lives and trying to figure out how, as people of color, to not pull the race card Mm -hmm. and be that person that's just constantly talking about oh, is it because I'm black? Is it because mm-hmm. I'm this? Is it because I'm that? And it's like, what areas, what times in our lives, what and, and so, in society as a whole, mm-hmm. when is it okay to pull that card? So mm-hmm. I think we're just going to kind of discuss some things in our lives that we've personally gone through to kind of analyze and figure out so you guys can kind of see into our lives in terms of how we maneuver mm-hmm. through our day-to-day society to figure out when is it okay for us to be on guard and when is it okay for us to just let things go
1: mm. so i kind of wanted to tell a story um just just go into it not thinking one way or the other i'd you know i honestly want to get a general opinion from everybody to see how just based on the story what what their takeaway is so if you didn't know i worked at outback for i think a year and a half or so serving and um it was a pretty busy night. This is obviously way before COVID, so people actually came out to eat. So it's a busy night. I when you when you get into that zone later in the day, it's you're just you're just running around. You know, you, you're never stopping to really talk to any of your coworkers. You're just at your tables whenever you have to be running food. It's busy, you're not really thinking about anything specifically. So I had a table come sit, and they were <clears throat> Probably, I think it was like a four or five top. So an older couple, probably I assumed grandparents, and I'm assuming their daughter was there. She was like our mom's age, and then a younger girl. I think she was maybe in high school, and I I couldn't remember if there was like a a baby or another person. I was forgetting. I think there was another person there, but they're not really involved too much in the story. It was a normal table, so I just waited on them. Everything was going fine. We didn't really have much conversing. You know, I, I know a lot of people go out and they just expect the waiter and waitress to get their food, get their drink and not really have much conversation. I'm the type that if you do talk to me, I, I I'll talk on, on busy nights. It's obviously different based on my availability, but so it was a pretty, you know, low stress table. And so that Towards the end of it, I and I want to mention too. <clears throat> Outback is set up so you have two sides, so you're waiting on uh, one half of the restaurant or the other half, and that's just where your section is. The only reason I say that is there's two different entrances and exits to the kitchen area, and I was on one side and it was like the first table on that side, so it was it was pretty close to that entrance. So you know I was always in and out. I I liked that section because I didn't have to walk as much. So. Um, so yeah, towards the end of the, the meal, um, I'm getting their, their ticket and I had a bunch of tickets in my, uh, apron and I knew it was cash. So they usually tell you like, you know, keep the change, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was so busy that you, you don't even look like I'm the, my priority isn't to like, make sure that I'm getting tipped enough or whatever. <clears throat> so I had a lot of other stuff to do because it was a really busy night. So I just threw it in my apron. And just kind of forgot about it. I already said my two cents of thank you for coming in. Have a great night. Let me know if I can do anything else for you, blah, blah, blah. And so five minutes later or so, <clears throat> a coworker of mine comes in and was like, hey, you're there's someone here to see you or the table wants to see you or something like that. I thought it was maybe like a friend or a family member that came to see me. So I come out and they're on the they they bring me out and they bring me out towards the other side of the restaurant so it's not the same exit entrance that my that my section is on so I was kind of confused about that but I I again assumed it was a friend or a family member coming to just say hi so I get out and it's the mom and her daughter and I'm thinking that there's something you know it's something wrong with the ticket or they wanted to go box or something something obviously work related. And her, the mom is um, immediately, I'm I'm in like, a you know, trying to be a ignore all the other things I have going on and be in a good mood and, you know, customer service, that kind of thing. So I'm in a you know, happy, like, how's it going? What can I do for you type mood? And she was not in that mood at that time at all. And it was very, like straight faced. And, and she ended up asking me, how much did he tip you? Because I got the bill was given to me by the, um, older gentleman, I'm assuming her dad. And, um, I was like, Oh, I didn't even, I have, I have no idea. I didn't look. So I pull out the, the book and and open it up and it's all cash. And I show it to him. I think it, it was, it had to be an over $100 bill. And I think I made like a few bucks or something on the tip. So it would, you know, wasn't the average, you know, 15%, whatever, and we can have a conversation on tipping your weight, your, your servers later, if you really want to, but obviously, you know, I've dealt with getting tipped nothing before, blah, 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 but it was a very, it was very small, <clears throat> and she immediately gets very irritated, and she goes, like, I knew this was going to happen, and she reaches into her wallet and is like let me let me give you some money and I'm like oh don't worry about it obviously it's, not, it's super awkward to be in that situation of some you don't get tipped much and someone else thinks they should tip you more I'm like oh don't worry about it it's not a big deal and when I said that she was very stern was like yes this is like this is a big deal it's this is not okay and her daughter was sitting like standing behind her and I could tell she was uncomfortable with the situation just like I was <laughs> and <clears throat> so I'm I'm she hands me 2010 or what some some bill to kind of make it more even to the actual 15% of what the the bill was and she ended up asking me as she's like I'm so I'm so sorry about this and she ended up mentioning like I if you we could keep this between you and I that would be great and I was like of course I'm 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 not I'm I'm still standing there just like I just didn't get tipped well and this lady wants me to make more money you know the average of what you know a server should be tipped and so they leave i don't even i don't go back over there they're all done they didn't need me for anything and the rest of the night i'm just thinking about it and i'm like why like why was she so upset that was the thing that got me so much if it was her just coming over and being like oh like you know let me let me make sure that you made enough money but she was very frustrated and the the I think the key word or phrase that she told me or, you know, expressed to me was don't let them know that I did this for you. And so it just, it just hit me randomly. I'm like, was this a situation where the family was like the, the older couple or the older gentleman specifically that was racially biased at, at the very least. Yeah. And I hate being in a situation like that because my first instinct right away was it had nothing to do with that. I don't walk around thinking like thinking that anything that negatively happens to me is race based. I've never been that type. Mm. But just just her demeanor and the, and the way that she said it because I'm lo- I like to think logically, so I'm like okay, there's a couple options here. You either have that this dude is just a notoriously horrible tipper and she knew about it. And she just wanted me to, wanted to come over and make sure I made enough money. But the the reason I rule that out in a lot of, when I look back on it, is those phrases of this is definitely not okay, which maybe being a bad tipper is really that bad, a big of a deal to her. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it is. But it's also, don't let them know that I did this. Because if he was just a bad tipper, I can't imagine this gentleman being so upset about her just giving me more money is like oh I don't have to tip you like sure my daughter can go ahead and do it that's my thought process going through that and it was I think it was specifically the fact that she didn't want him to know that she came and gave me more money and she was it was almost like she was too upset for it just to be the fact that a waiter or waitress came over and I didn't get tipped enough because she literally went to the other side of the restaurant so that he did not know. I'm yeah. assuming that she just said she had to go to the bathroom because the restroom was on that side of the, the, um, restaurant. Uh, yeah. The bathroom is on the side of the restaurant. So that's what, that's what I was assuming she, her excuse to get up and go over there was. Yeah. I, yeah. It, so I, I ended up asking a bunch like a bunch of people just to see, like, what do you, what do you think about this? And most of them, Oh, actually, all of them. I can't say most of them. <laughs> well, um, it's like wow, that's horrible. And it, they it would they assumed immediately that it was a, a, racially tense. I guess you could say, situ- like you know, that was racially yeah. charged. So, and it's it's hard being in a situation like that because I don't want to ever look at myself as you know I'm being tar targeted right now because of yeah my skin color.
0: And it's interesting because I think a few different things play into that. One. For me specifically, I am very, like, hyper aware of, for whatever reason, the older generation. And it's, I get, like, I expect it more from them. And I cut people younger, less slack when it comes to this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Because it's like, this is 2020. Yeah. Like By this time, if it's not, like, the, our parents' age. So kids our age, their parents' age. You know, that demographic, the 40s, 50-year-olds right now if your kid is racist and thinks it's funny to go and like say all these different things to me, it makes me mad at the parent because it's like, you grew up in the time when things were changing. The mm-hmm. Your parents, like our grandparents age, they were around it
1: when, you know, like in the sixties, fifties, forties where things were so still on side. Yeah. You know, yeah. there wasn't, there wasn't much ch- changing yet and not as many people were accepting. During all the
0: civil rights movements like they grew up in that age of where things were still like segregated Mm -hmm. and so like I so I cut less and less slack for those people like the the older people I kind of expect it more from them Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a it's bad on my end but it's just something I'm more aware of with them so Mm -hmm. like for whatever reason I'm really hyper aware of how I'm looked at by that generation of people like when I go out to eat when um I'm walking past them in the grocery store, like how far do they walk like away Before from me? me yeah. Like, especially if it's just like me and them on the street, like how far do they cross the street mm-hmm. ahead of me to like stay away from me? Like all these different things. And I'm not assuming it's race based. It could be because I'm a male. It could be because they're older and you know, mm-hmm. they're less um prote- like they can't protect themselves as, as best or mm-hmm. if it's a female or whatever. So yeah. like, all that sort of stuff I, plays into it. So when you know it's the older generation and you have that factor and then the way that, you know, she really, really made it a point to be like, no, this is not, not okay. Mm. Like it's hard in these situations to diagnose and dissect. Was it racist? Was it racially fueled? What was the main cause behind it? Cause yeah. you, you can't get in that person's head without flat out asking them, is it because of my color? Mm-hmm. And that's what's so hard about the race card and pulling it. And it's not a matter of pulling it to be like, oh, pity me. Oh, yeah, I have I, this car yeah. that I can just wave in your face whenever yeah. you say something that yeah. upsets me. Like, that's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. Like, we would love to just burn the race card yeah, completely. I wouldn't want my race card. If you want to call, say I have a race card. You want? I would not want it at all.
1: Because it's unbelievable how many situations that people can can think that that can be used either whether that be oh my son or daughter isn't getting enough playing time in the sport um they're not getting as much attention in school or like from teachers whoever yeah. there, there's so many situations where it just it just i hate the fact that that's still a thing of you're you're just assuming something based on because there's there's no viable you know evidence to, to support yeah. that theory at all and whether that could be true or not because honestly there there's definitely still people who are racist out there right now yeah. so that that could be the case it's assuming that you're always going to look at yourself as a victim and that's never something that i'd want to do but obviously in this case it was so it just made me think so much because there was there's was so much that was pushing me towards that side and against the other side of oh this dude just sucks at tipping yeah you know so it and that's a, such a specific story and and I honestly think that it's a, obviously I'm not saying that I'm glad that it happened, but it really does make you think, you know, that, and it's, it's one of those things that for me, it's like, you
0: can't blatantly, you can't authentically pull the race card logically Mm -hmm. for almost any situation, except for the fact of somebody directly coming at you and like calling you the N word Mm -hmm. and like directly attacking you in that way. Yeah or you know physically or like basically admitting you know hey i'm racist but it's like those subtle things that's Mm -hmm. like people can get away with but there's this wide wide gray area of like Mm -hmm. is it okay for me to assume that's racist versus not and because like i said you don't want to be that person that's constantly Mm -hmm. pulling that card because it's just annoying for like us like if i had a friend that's just constantly pulling the race card i'd be like dude that's not racist Mm -hmm.
1: Like, just because they said something that hurts your feeling does not mean. Like, yeah, you're just that, annoying. Yeah. Like, you know, like there's so many situations yeah. where you could have done something wrong or. It's just, yeah.
0: it 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 discredits us. Yeah. It discredits the black community and it just, like, it just makes it so that way. It's like the boy who cried wolf. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for instance, you know, I have, like, a couple of stories myself, but the two that are coming to mind right now are dad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I remember a story where dad was taking our little sister to school and he was leaving and he was going out the normal way of the neighborhood, but then he nancy forgot something or something or he forgot something he had to go back mm-hmm. get it from the house and then drive back again and this, when he was leaving the second the second time this person saw you know dad drive by mm-hmm. see you know comes out the driveway stops him asks him you know do you have like what are you doing here like do you have any business here mm-hmm. and he's like i live in this neighborhood yeah and you know exchange a few words and basically like my dad stopped and was like would you have stopped me if I was white? And I don't remember the 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 person's response to this, but it's one of those things that's like, is a person just suspicious because they see a car driving through the neighborhood yeah, with a male in it? Yeah. Or is it that the male is black and that they're driving back and forth? I mean, our neighborhood is, I mean... I don't know many other families that there's like two that I know of that are any people of color. Like Mm -hmm. like we said, we grew we we live in a predominantly white area, so you see this black person driving around, and it would have been even worse. I don't know what kind of car he was driving at the time. Like obviously, you know now they're in a better financial situation to where they're not driving ghetto cars (laughs) that look like drive by cars, and
1: so he could have been driving you know an older car. Drive by car in West Omaha is a. 2000 like chevy impala like it's not (laughs) it's 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 you know
0: and so like that's a story that's like to me he has like the validity to say would would you have stopped me if i was white Mm -hmm. another story with my parents my mom dad going to the grocery store my dad's ahead of my mom my mom's like getting the cart or something my dad's walking through the store some lady's like has her purse in her cart next to my mom sees my dad walk by S- turns to to mom and is like right. oh i should probably hold on to this tighter or like i should probably guard this or protect this I'm talking about a purse yeah not knowing my mom and my dad are actually together mm-hmm. and i don't even remember like my mom i think she was just so speechless she didn't even know what to say and she just like didn't say anything mm-hmm. that sounds like her <laughs> and because like what do you do when you like get hit that hard in the face with mm-hmm. something like that blatantly racist that you don't like you won't know how to respond no. to that and you because all the words it's one of those situations that like you ever been in a, with in an argument with somebody and at the time you're not really able to get out what you really want to say and then later on you like you like, like thinking about it, it and you're perfect. like if I could have had said this at that moment yeah. like we've all been there it's yeah it was one of those situations because obviously now she's gonna be fuming about it and thinking about it mm-hmm. for you know the whole time they're grocery shopping and it's one of those things that's just in those cases to me like that's blatant racism Mm -hmm. and both have validity to pull those cards and you know to to others they might not think so they might just think you know he's a big tall male specifically just male it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be anything with color but you had to come at it from our perspective of we're, where we know we are, like, geographically and demographically mm-hmm. in our, like, in world. This area. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And where we know, like, what skin tone we wear. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a certain age you get to when you acknowledge that, you know, I'm not white. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Some people, you know, like we said, you you can think you're white, but you you still know yeah, that Yeah, you don't come across. No one's yeah. gonna, yeah, no one's gonna assume that. And yeah, back to what you were saying about the, you know, the boy who cried wolf type of thing. It definitely discredits people who are actually in situations that are obviously racist. Because the more that you see people pulling this, oh, this person, this um, this happened to somebody because of them being black or whatever. The less they're going to assume that those situations actually happen, and the more they're going to assume that those headlines are just written by the media to start a uproar and to divide us even more. Yeah. The the more that they think that there's no way that there's anyone who's you know, there's no one's racist in America anymore. That's history. You know that we're not we're not at that point. We're past that point now. And the more that you see that, the less the the more you become just numb to it. Same thing with tons of things that happen in the in the United States right now, you see a shooting or the school shooting or something along those lines. It's just, you see it so often that you're just numb to it. So that's the same thing that I feel like will happen with situations where so-and-so stopped for being black. So-and-so blah, blah, blah will happen because of their, their skin color. They're always tying that to a situation. And I feel like the more that you see that, the more just you're you're ignoring the fact that those are real people that those might be real situations, but <clears throat> the less that you almost come to think, because you're always going to see that one that's like, okay, that's obviously not because of their skin color. It just happened because they did something wrong. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Mm-hmm. There you're like, okay, this is just the media saying that the United States is racist still yeah. for whatever agenda that they may be having. You know, benefiting from doing that, whatever it may be. But you have to understand that obviously we're not. Completely past it. Obviously, we're I like to think that we're in a better spot than some people can think, because a, a lot of people do assume that almost every situation that they come across is like, oh, this person's going to be racist. They're they're white, whatever. They're, you know, they're never going to like respect me for my skin color. Blah blah blah. That person may have had a lot of instances in their own life that they have been attacked by in situations like that. Which you know, I'm not excusing the fact that you can just assume that everybody's racist because that's not getting anybody anywhere. Yeah but acknowledging the fact that there are situations that still are racially tense, racially, you know, based, it's, it's still a thing. It's, it's still happening and, and definitely not jumping to that conclusion, obviously of, you know, this is because of my skin color and really going through why you think that and then attacking your own like biases, your own prejudices based on how you think, Mm -hmm. because I think that if a situation happened to me where I just got tit bad because I've been tit bad before. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm, you know, this is just, they were racist. racist. <laughs> they, they didn't, they didn't want to give me any money. That's mm-hmm. just, you know, that's not getting anybody anywhere. And that's moving in the wrong direction. Yeah. So, and it's,
0: you know, there's so many different stories that, you know, I could go into, which will probably be uncovered in later, mm-hmm. later podcasts, but just trying to acknowledge internally, you know, when, can when, it, when is it okay for me to validify, like, these thoughts that I'm having about what this person said to me, how they acted, how they treated me? And, you know, there are certain situations, like I said, you know, we go out to eat as a family. And it's like, what are people thinking about our family and why are they looking so hard? And for me, you know, internally, it's like, you know, the other day, me and my dad, there was this older couple and they were literally staring. Like, they had their backs to us. The turned The wife like, literally like, like turned an around owl. and was just looking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like all, an that's, owl. That's all the time. And, you know, you know, my dad's a type. He's just going to stare
1: right back. Like they're doing calculations in their head, trying to figure out, like, how is this adding yeah, up? Yeah, you like, know? what?
0: Okay, this happened to this. <laughs> like, and went there. Yeah, and it's yeah, like it there. All. So, you know, my mom made a point that was like, maybe sometimes people are just looking at our family because they're like, Wow, that's an awesome family. You know, that's a beautiful family. Yeah, that's, she always
1: says that. She just like they just like to look at you because you're attractive. Yeah, that's, all, that's her. That's her go to thing every and, single time that happens.
0: And I got to think about it. It's not because you know any like ego wise. You know, they can like we have a pretty family or anything like that. It's it's like if I see a multiracial family, mm-hmm. I look at them more because like to me that's like a beautiful family that's awesome to see. I was on the way here to Lincoln. You know, I saw just something simple like, and that people probably see with me all the time because I have white friends a lot of white friends mm-hmm. and you know i just saw this white girl with this black girl and they were just in their car on the interstate driving to wherever i'm just like that's awesome to me to see you
1: almost want to cheer it on yeah, yeah just which is like, like which you is know normal yeah. stuff yeah, like yeah, it's, it's completely normal, completely like, normal <laughs> and city, it's yeah. sad
0: like thinking about it because it's like i could go any like so many other cities in this world and that would be the case mm-hmm. and i feel like you know where we come from all we see is white people mm-hmm. and You know it's very divided (laughs) in terms terms of this city, and you know we I've had conversations with people. You know they've said it's like this in any big city, but for me, I just feel like there's something about Omaha specifically that we need to be better at in terms of (laughs) seeing that more because I don't want it to be like that unicorn, that unicorn family that's you know the multiracial family or like has the the black kid with it. Like there's so many times where it's like, how many times do people think you know we were adopted or something like that or like. You know, I go out when we have our white girls. You have a white girlfriend. You know, mm-hmm. I have a white wife, and we have our mom. That it's like, is my wife, is my mom, my wife's mom? People are thinking, yeah. and I'm like the boyfriend from like mm-hmm. a different family that's come mm-hmm. in. Like, no, that white mom is my mom. She's yeah married into the family. And like with
1: with Danny being blonde, that kind of just throws like a, st- <laughs> a stone in yeah. all of it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But
0: it's just those things that. You don't, like, we think about, and we're just trying to share in terms of how we operate in our society, our day-to-day lives, to figure out, like, how the role we play affects the people around us and how they respond to us for who we are and um, how we think about it all. So. Just to hopefully give people insight in terms of, you know, their actions and their deeds. Like, if you're that person, that white person that says, I'm not racist because I have a third uncle who has a dog that is married yeah, to a sister yeah. that has a black friend yeah. and says, that's the reason I'm not racist. Like, I, you have no credit. Tell me why <laughs> you're not racist if I, like, think you are. And that's not, you know, to test anybody, but just to be <laughs> like, hey... This can't validify why you yeah, are yeah. racist. It's not the first thing you should say. Yeah, like, be like, there should
1: be, you know, other. There's better ways. Yeah, to there's better it. ways it's to proving. explain. If to if you have to prove it, yeah, for whatever reason. I guess. And
0: again, not to make people feel like they need to be tested. No, no, if you're racist or not, not, we're not going around like magnifying people. Like, okay, I need you to take this exam. Yeah, it's definitely are a, you racist? Or not?
1: Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, thing. Like, yeah like I'm never gonna assume somebody's no. just
0: just racist until yeah. they approach me or act like a specific way to me that might make me think so yeah and then if that's the case I might call you I'll be like hey dude what's up like because yeah. I don't want to like have that awkward if I like have to be around you all the time if it's just like a one and done I'm like okay whatever like, yeah, okay, yeah. that move person. On. yeah I'll Absolutely. move on but so yeah I think that's it for this week's podcast guys thank you for tuning into this one again send us messages send us comments uh, questions so we can answer them in future podcasts mm-hmm. and uh, thank you for tuning in for this one we will see you in the next one Thanks, guys.